Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And Bob is Bob Shorey. He's one of the MCSCs that comes in, helps me out with your computer problem, comments, questions, and concerns. And uh, we're here until uh, 11 o'clock, so feel free to get online. I know it's another beautiful day here uh, in Connecticut on Saturday, so uh, you got other things going on too. But if you need your your uh, technology issues talked about, feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC-522-WTIC. So, Bob, what do you got for technology news you want to bring up today? Oh, yeah. Uh, well, you know, I know how much you like to save money. Oh, yeah. So, Who doesn't? You know, Especially in this state. And we're always talking about how much it costs for an Apple. You know, because yeah. they're, you know, what, 1000 bucks? I think Thousands. they're more than that for some of them now, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, I think Android has a model from Samsung yeah. that, beat, that beats Apple. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. It's a foldable. A foldable phone, yes. They I'll tried f- that before, Samsung right, did. But they fixed it. Oh, did time. they? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's a whole video on all the fixes here. Well, fool we me have once, a link. fool me once, Bob. Really? All yeah. right. Okay. Okay, but you know, uh, how much you want to pay for this? <laughs> I, I know the price. So <laughs> you told me before the show. Nineteen hundred eighty bucks, basically two grand. Well, with tax. Oh yeah. <laughs> and fees. <laughs> Forget it. So yeah, but it's a really cool phone. Uh-huh. Oh, and you know what? You can you can work it on one side without opening it. And right, then right. continue where you left off by opening it up. Neat. And then work from there. Yeah. Hey, uh, you know what? At least it's an innovation, but it is an expensive innovation. You're buying two phones, frankly. That's what you're doing. Yeah, well, you know, you get phones. that big screen. So when you're watching, streaming those movies on your phone during the commute. <laughs> Let's hope you're not doing it during the commute. Your pocket. Well, no, I'm talking about like people down on uh, the, the I-95 where they, they take the Asilla train, oh, let's gotcha. say from Boston. Or the busway, the three or, people on the busway. Three people on the bus, yeah, <laughs> where the wheels go around and around. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, well, the, you know, I'm not, it doesn't really juxtapose, though. Maybe you have extra money if you're taking the busway. You've got two thousand enough to spend $2,000 on a phone. Well, think of the money you're saving <laughs> <laughs> not driving a car. <laughs> Interesting, Bob. Well, here's some new other news that might scare you guys if you're Apple users unpatchable here's what i'm telling you unpatchable bug in millions of ios devices ex- uh, that are exploited and this is called the checkmate exploit and it works on devices from the iphone 4s all the way up to the iphone x according to this developer uh, basically it's software that can be that can now be used to jailbreak your phone and the fact that it's unpatchable is the biggest issue because it has to do with where the the boot area of the device is. It's basically deeper in the system. It's it's a physical problem with the with the um, the bias of the system that allows it to be unpatchable. Um, it's not software; it's hardware. Yeah, it's part of the it's part of a, the boot ROM of the phone, 
And uh, there's already tools out there that to, to jailbreak Apple devices. And this one, I guess, is a huge one. And it's literally called Checkmate, C-H-E-C-K-M-8, number eight. And I'll put the link up here for you so you can read about it. Um, but it could be a big problem for Apple if this is a, a true statement. No, we'll see what happens. But this researcher says he claims that this is an unpatchable so problem. So in other words, you, you got to buy a new a new iPhone. <laughs> Right, we're part of the problem now. That's we're what like, the problem is. You, you, know, you need you, a little faster, a little lighter, a little thinner. You got to buy one that that's not, <laughs> you know, uh, not uh, checkmateable. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm not sure if that's going to happen in the latest rendition, but I'll put a link up here for you guys to read it. So, what else you got, Bob? Okay, Hyundai. Yeah, will work with Cummins on fuel cell technology for commercial vehicles. Fuel this cell. one is really cool. Yeah, hydrogen power is really where the economy <clears throat> should go. Right now, the focus is on simply. Uh, commercializing the technology, but the future is wide open. Mm -hmm. Hyundai isn't typically the automaker many think of when hearing of Cummins, because Cummins, as most people know, make diesel engines. Right. Okay. But this is 2019. Times are changing. The two companies said in a joint announcement on Friday that they've signed a memorandum of understanding, mm -hmm. not on diesel technology, but on fuel cell and electric powertrain technology. Nice. Okay. Cummins is best known for its diesel engines through... Uh, though it's begun dipping its feet into the world of electric powertrains. Good. It actually debuted an electric semi-truck before Tesla. Sure. Hyundai, on the other hand, has dived headfirst head into fuel cell-powered vehicles mm -hmm. with the Nexo crossover. It also sells the Kona EV. Combined, the two companies think they make a good couple to work on commercializing fuel cell and electric powertrain technology. Nice. Specifically, the new powertrains will likely combine Hyundai's fuel cell technology and Cummins' know-how regarding electric commercial vehicles. The focus right now is on North America, but whatever comes of the newly formed collaborative effort could easily uh, could expand easily. Both companies said they've assigned teams to work on the next-generation fuel cell systems, too. Hyundai said this is a... Uh, key moment to perhaps expand its reach in the North American commercial vehicle market. Mm -hmm. For Cummins, it's earned a well-regarded partner in fuel cell technology for large commercial vehicles. Combining fuel cells and more standard electric powertrains can help create lengthy ranges uh, companies are used to when fueling up with diesel. Underscoring how wide this collaboration will be, Hyundai and Cummins said they are interested in things outside of the automotive market. They specifically named fuel cell-powered generators as an area of interest. Notably, Toyota recently said it's installed its first fuel cell-powered generator in Japan to research its performance and further develop the technology. Increasingly, it seems there's room for more than just electric cars in the future. With the right infrastructure, hydrogen fuel cells seem to have a place as well. And we uh, talked about that uh, Toyota generator right. last week, I think. <clears throat> so we'll post for that. Excuse me. Well, yeah, they're very good. Uh, I mean, I think hydrogen is the way to go, but... Well, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. What's the byproduct of hydrogen? A little bit of water. Water. Yeah, so you're, you're, <laughs> and it's pure water. If you're thirsty, you're all set. Here's something you Bob showed me this morning that I find kind of, kind of interesting, and it's something that might affect every website we have. Uh, basically, uh, there's a lawsuit happening right now with Domino's Pizza. And uh, there's a, it all has to do with the Americans with Disabilities Act because, of course, that act was passed in the early 90s, way before Al Gore invented the Internet. Excuse me. Jeez. And uh, 
there is a um, a lawsuit happening now where um, Guillermo Robles has sued um, Domino's back in 2016 after he wasn't able to order a custom pizza from his website. Um, you, even though he was trying to use screen reading technology, he uh, obviously has uh, some disability, and uh, he's suing them for the fact that he couldn't order his custom pizza. And depending on what happens with this lawsuit, we could find every website out there having to be adjusted to fit the ADA's requirement um, to, to help folks with disabilities, which obviously we all want to do. Um, it turns out that uh, Americans with disabilities are nearly three times as likely to never go online, and they're also around 20% less likely to have home broadband or even own a computer, smartphone, or tablet. Um, the technology these days is so great for folks with disabilities. And, um, you know, obviously the expense to, to do this for all your website, all, all of our websites out there is going to be quite hefty. Um, and the technology that's out there as far as what Google's doing with the assistant and what have you can greatly improve it. So if there's ways to hook all this together more easily, it's almost like we're almost there by default. Like the lawsuit may not even have to happen because we're getting there. But again, I'm coming from a non-disabled point of view, so I don't know all the troubles that everyone that has a disability has to go through to try to use the internet. Um, so I'm obviously very ignorant when it comes to that. But I think we're getting closer and closer to really allowing for this to happen almost by default. Well, we'll see where it goes. I yeah. mean, if companies are forced to uh, meet the standard... It's going to be a very expensive upgrade. I think you, you could see a lot of smaller companies not having a web presence. Right, just flipping it off. Yep. That's possible too, um, depending on the expense. But we're getting so close with being able to talk to your, your smart microphone in your home or talk to your phone uh, or what have you that we might be getting there only, well, almost by default. That's the problem. See, these uh, new smart technologies just are getting smarter than I am. Well, yeah, and I would actually – for those of you out there with uh, a hearing or, or, or a sight disability, um, if, you, if you have a way to call in and, and give us a ring and talk about how you're getting around the Internet um, and what you try to deal with on a day-to-day -day basis to get things done online, um, what challenges you're dealing with and what you, what you think um, websites should do to, to uh, make them more util uh, able to serve you, uh, please give us a ring, 800-966-WTIC-522. Uh, WTIC, we'd love to hear your your point of view. Um, so we're going to be here till uh, eleven o'clock. Feel free to get online. We have three lines open for you: eight hundred nine six six WTIC five two two WTIC. We'll be right back. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric, and I'm Bob, and we're here till eleven o'clock. And the lines are filling up. We have one line open for you: eight hundred nine six six WTIC five two two WTIC. Let's get right to your calls. Paul was on first in Litchfield. What's going on, Paul? Um, I've got an issue with uh, streaming TV. I guess streaming TV. Okay. I subscribe to CBS uh, All Access. All right, so you can watch Star Trek, I'm on, right? I'm on the free plan, and. I am because I'm watching a, a quote-unquote live TV show, and right in the middle of the action, everybody freezes. Oh, boy. Yeah, so you got the old shuddering happening and the, the buffering happening, right? Yeah, and you know sometimes it comes back within a few seconds, and then there are other times where, well, last night I watched the last 18 minutes of a show just 
disappear as because it, it was frozen. And, and yeah. there, what do you do about that? <clears throat> All right, so let's start with this. What are you using for internet speed? What's your bandwidth? What's your download speed? Have it the foggiest idea. Well, that's the first step. So you need to know what you what you have for bandwidth. Um, minimally, you, is it just you or is it a bunch of folks in your home? No, it's just me. Just you. So you probably could get away with about 25 megabits of download speed. You don't need a lot for just one person streaming. All right, maybe let's say some, some in that range. Go ahead. Who's your provider? Uh, Optimum. All right, so you have a cable service. Yeah. So you should be getting plenty of speed. Correct. You, you should do a test, speed test. And you can do that using, just if you just Google speed test, you'll find many options out there. I use Xfinity speed test a lot. Um, but there's tons of, of them out there to see what your download speed. If you're getting better than, if you're getting about 25 megabits or better, if you're getting 300 or 500, you're paying for way more than you need. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah I, I hear you guys talking about that all the time. Yeah, so keep it around between 25 and 50 for you. You'd be fine. I suspect with cable, like Bob said, you're getting at least that. So that's not your problem. What device are you, are you using to view the program? Is it a smart TV? Is it a, a little Roku? It's a laptop. It's a Lenovo ThinkPad Model E545. And so I know all that because I'm on the laptop right now. All right. So you're actually streaming to your computer. How old's the machine? Uh, about a year and a half. It's, all right. It's a rebuild. Oh, refurb. Okay. So it's probably about it could a be lot older. older than that. If you flip it over. Well, it might not be on the back. Usually there's a date on the back. If it's not there, it, if it's a type that has a battery, somewhere there should be a date of manufacture mm. or DOM. Yeah. And, you know, if it's a refurb, typically that was a leased uh, item that was refurbished. Right. So it's probably three to five years old when you got it. Yeah. So it may okay. be older than you think. And the problem with using computers, especially Windows computers, is Microsoft will say, you know what, Paul? I know you're watching a program right now, but I have to update my operating system because that's what I do right when you're trying to do something. And <laughs> they work with Mr. Murphy. <laughs> yeah. So along with you watching your program, I'm going to download a massive update to my operating system. And while, while you're at it, we're going to download some printer drivers and some video drivers and some useless stuff that you have no need to change while you're using your computer. Isn't that great, Paul? So that could also be affecting your performance of your computer while you're trying to watch your, your uh, program. The other thing is two things. Are you doing it using wireless or wired? Yes. Are you connected? Uh, I'm, con I'm connected wireless. Okay. okay. And then what kind of wireless access point or wireless router are you using? Are you using what they provide from the... Uh, yes. All right. It's from the cable company. Comcast or, yeah, or Optimum or whatever, yeah. Yeah. So that'll be back to your speed test. So if your speed test comes back and it shows you you're at 25 to 50 megabits, right? For it's hovering for about 24. 24. Okay, so you're right there where I thought you would be on the on the, on the the low end. So you're that's fine. I'm guessing it's your computer, all right? So in the background, while you're watching your program, your computer decided to bother you. It decided to do an update. It decided to do a service packet. It decided to do a virus scan. It decided to do uh, some maintenance. It just decided, hey, you know what? I don't, I don't care that you're using me for something you want to use me for. I got stuff I got to do. So that's a that's why computers in general aren't the best streaming devices. Okay. So you can try to turn off a lot of that updating um, 
in the background. The problem is it does have to update at some point, and it right. may not coincide with when you want to use it for something else. But I, I seem to remember, I've been listening to you guys for quite a while, and I, I seem to remember particularly you saying that you decide when it's going to update because you've turned off the automatic updating or whatever or something. I have to, yes. When we've posted some stuff last week, Paul, about that as far as how to how to stop the major updates from Windows 10 from coming down, but I still can't stop the patches, the little patches they do of the of the on Tuesdays, every other Tuesday when they send out the updates. I can't really stop those, but I can stop the major updates. Actually, it's one of the reasons I was not aware of. We had a caller last week talking about the blurry login they were getting in the background of their Windows 10. That turns out that's a feature of the 1903 version of Windows 10. I didn't even know that. We thought it was a driver issue. Um, so, But I've, I've definitely prevented my machine from upgrading the major patch, but there's still minor patches I can't stop. I also can't stop my antivirus from doing its thing. I can't stop a bunch of things from happening. So it's a bad idea to try to get your entertainment from your computer thanks to Microsoft and its patching problems and how all, it, all the stuff that it does. So I would, I would counsel you to stop doing it on your computer and get a smart TV. And the smart TVs okay. these days are very cheap. Uh, you know, you can get a, you know, probably a 30-inch TV for 300 bucks. That's probably smart TV. Just guessing, on a, you know. I recommend that because the device you want to just you want the device to be focused on purely delivering that entertainment to you. Sadly, a computer is supposed to be a tool to let let you be productive. So clearly, watching TV is not productive according to Microsoft, and they're going to in the background (laughs) they're going to update your system in the background. So okay, I'm I'm on I'm on your link page. Yeah, the archive links from from last week. Right, I'm looking at 9:21. It starts out about. Some guy in Hawaii that hates Airbnb so much. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Go down that list and you'll find how to stop the updates on the Windows 10, the major updates. It's not going to solve your problem, though, Paul. Because I think you you still have too much stuff happening in the background, if that makes sense. All right. Yeah, it does. Okay, Paul. Okay. Thank you. You're have welcome, you sir. Guys. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We're going to be here until 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online. 800-966-WTIC-522-WTIC. Everything we talk about like Paul just found out, is available over at computertalkwithtab.com. It's a name in the show.com, which also works. It's posted live by Mike G, who's listening diligently to the program and then posting the links as we go. So we'll be right back after the news. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I want to talk a little bit further about streaming your content because cutting the cable is what everybody wants to do. And uh, you just can't just plug in a computer. And again, the last caller we, we suspect had kind of an older machine that um, was having trouble processing the video, probably updates happening in the background. And as far as I'm concerned, the way to do streaming well is to get a device that's just designed for streaming. I've chosen the NVIDIA Shield. For my streaming tool at home, I got a couple of them. They're they're about the pa- size of a pack of cards, um, but its its sole goal in life is to deliver streaming media, nothing else. It is not going to do updates or virus scans or update to Windows whatever. Just to operate. It's just designed to stream media, and because all this is all this is a big Rube Goldberg to get your video right. You're you know. Bob was bringing off off the air, you know, maybe the content provider was having a problem. 
You know, maybe his internet provider was having a problem. Maybe his computer's having a problem. Maybe his modem's having a problem. Maybe his router's having a problem. You keep you have all these things just to get video content. Where in the old days you just used rabbit ears and, and aluminum foil. Now grab the antenna, go stand over there. Yeah, hey Turn kid, sideways. Yeah, hey kid, move it over there. That's what my dad would tell me. And uh, so, it's you, you, if you try to do it now with a computer, especially an old refurbished one, you're just adding yet another massive amount of variables to get you your content. So if you think about it, going out and just buying a streaming some streaming hardware, whether it be a Roku or the Shield I'm talking about or whatever, your Amazon Fire Stick or a smart TV that has it built in, that'll eliminate some of the variables. There's still some in there, but at least there's too many variables in a computer. Uh, at least those devices are designed for the, the job that you're asking it to do. You'll have a better result is all I'm saying. And when you call the internet provider, all they're going to say is, you need more bandwidth, which is utter baloney. <laughs> They don't. You don't need massive bandwidth to get quality streaming, Un unless you have dial-up or yeah, uh, the yeah. old DSL. Yeah, I would say fifty megabits is a great sweet spot for a family of five that will just pound on it all month long, like my kids did during the summer. They went back to school and they're not pounding on it as much. But uh, let's go back to your calls. Let's go to Bob in Waterbury. Hey, Bob. Hi, guys. Uh Enjoy your show. Thanks. Um, not yesterday, but last Friday, they had a bunch of environmentalists across the world there um, squawking about shut down power plants, this, that, and the other thing. Uh, oh yeah, that. Was on the later. Oh, yeah, they uh, they, were they, to, they all walked off, right? They all. What was yeah, they? yeah. They should have been in school, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, school schmool. Go ahead. But anyhow, this 15 year old was crying, crying, crying. I'm too young to die. We only got 12 more years. And mm. First of all, the article they were talking about was. In 1999, yeah, so we're already eight years dead. I know. Um, and then another older uh, kid that should have been in high school goes, "We have to shut down the gas power plants too." Meanwhile, they're all taking selfies. <laughs> now, where do they think they're going to get this electricity to recharge their phones? You, you know what? That's it is. There's so many ironies that we could talk about as far as power goes with the the younger generation. They're being just totally scared. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And I think out in Germany or somewhere out in Europe, I forget what company. They already started shutting down all their nuclear power plants or whatever. I forget yeah. exactly where it is. And mm -hmm. they're pushing the electric cars. Right. Now they're building oil plants because they have no electricity. Well, yeah, I think <laughs> we talked about it a few uh, few uh, so, uh, shows back where I think it was Norway where they're finding that oh, their yeah, infrastructure yeah. is not able to handle when they all plug in their electric cars at the same time at the end of the day. You know, it's kind of like Clark W. Griswold plugging in the uh, lights, you know. Oh, yeah, the big all, car. That's what all I at the same the time. Headlights. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I'm all for, uh, you know, for, but right now, sun and wind is not going to push our cars down the road. Right. We when need base ready, energy. I, I'm for it. And one other thing about the environment, I went from Waterbury to Hartford uh, just yesterday. Yeah. And they're clear cutting all the trees in the middle of the highway. Yeah. I mean, well, I create jobs. So, well, jobs is more important than the environment. We're cleaning the air with those trees. Where's all the tree huggers now? Yeah. I can't speak to that. It's not really a technology issue, but I, on, on the... It's still cleaning our air, and they're cutting it down. I, I hear you. I, I, it could have to do with them falling on our cars as we drive by, but I appreciate oh, you, you chiming in, Bob. All right. Bye-bye. All right. See ya. 
You know, I, you know, you're frustrated out there. You know, the whole thing about electric electric cars and even our smartphones. Yeah, the kids don't even realize how much energy is required for them to have all to have Facebook connecting to their well, phone, or if they're even using Facebook these days, it's massive amounts of energy. In regards to man-made climate change, you know, back when I went to you school, you want to go there, really? They got this. Uh, you know, they, they talk about critical thinking. Mm-hmm. So, let's talk about what happened to the woolly mammoth. Okay, mm. up in Siberia, there used to be a lot of them, mm. and a lot of them are frozen in the tundra. They've sure. actually found them and you know preserved yeah. them, and they're sure. trying to reproduce them. Right. Okay, yeah. but that was all grasslands, and now it's frozen. Mm-hmm. They had climate change long before there was any industry in the uh, world. I hear you. So what happened? I don't know. Was it man I don't or know. nature? We've been spinning around for a long time. Uh, I don't want to get too deep into that because this is a technology show. We'll let we'll let Todd deal with those calls. Uh, let's go to let's go to Gary in Berlin. Hey, Gary. Hey, how you doing, comrades? <laughs> Good. How are you doing? Oh well, I only call you when you know, when I have a problem. I called your uh, your office and your nice uh, receptionist was very nice. Thank you. So, um, my nephew was over last night. Uh oh. Yeah. Uh oh. I can't even get on the computer. Uh, why'd you let him touch the computer, Gary? Take well, I'm I'm almost to that point. Yeah. But I can't get past the password. <laughs> well, we can't help you either. What I was what was me. your password, Gary? Yeah. Ah, oh, almost. It was. Yeah. But it ain't now. Yeah, right. So you need to bring it to a shop that handles mm. uh the, the the general public. They can use Should tools. I call one of these 800 people and have no. to do it over the phone. No, they can't no. do it over they, the they phone. They can't. They need access to your machine physically. Oh, my God. Yeah, if you lost your password, you locked yourself out of your computer, you yeah. need to bring it to a, a, a local shop that will use tools to allow to reset it. Now, the one question I would have before you do that is mm. a lot of people have more than one user account on their computer. Mm-hmm. So you want to make sure that it, it says the user account you were using. Because if they switched users, oh, right. it could be something silly. You here. might be just trying to type in your password, and it's not the same user account you were using. Right. So, so I would that check could that. Could be because it's a different picture on the. Oh. Yeah, you got a different user. All right, so go go change your user. So in the right there, you okay, should be how able. Do to... I do? How do? Excuse me. How do I do that? <laughs> There's a little uh, arrow to the right where you can choose the user. Well, actually, uh, you have a better way to do it. Well, it says power. Easy of access, ease of access. No, no, not the far, right far right, but underneath the login oh. area, you can choose different. Well, he may not be getting there because it may be locked. No, it's I'm locked. Right. Uh, so what you want to do is my puppy dog when it comes on. Okay. So what you want to do is somebody logged in under a different user account and locked. So it. hit Control Alt Delete. It'll bring yeah. you up a menu and it'll say Switch User. Right. And I, those are my favorite three buttons. <laughs> That's the you Microsoft three finger salute. <laughs> yeah, I just pushed them a hundred times. It doesn't do a thing. Nope. Well, you, it's Control Alt Delete. You don't push them all at the same time. It's like Control yeah, Alt Delete. It doesn't do anything. All right, so your, your machine is maybe out to lunch. You want yeah, to power it down, it. try to shut it down, and bring it back up again. But the idea is you want to get to the login where it says Switch User, so you can choose the proper user because that little picture you're seeing is a different user to Bob's point. How about that button you guys used to tell me about F12 or something? You keep flicking, and it goes to Oh, safe that'll go into mode. safe mode. Yeah, you could do that, too. Uh, F8. Uh, it used to be F8, but that, in, F8. In, H-P in Windows 10, that doesn't work anymore. 
Is this town? No, it doesn't. Is, oh, it doesn't? No. Oh, uh, what is oh, it? Oh, no. What you got to do now yeah. is you go to the start button. Yeah. You hold down the shift key. Yeah. You click on, you know, the start shutdown. Yeah. And yeah. while you're holding the shift key down, then when you go and reboot, okay, it'll yeah. bring you up to the screen that gives you the option to go into your... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. They took that F8 key away. I haven't had to do it on my 10. machine. It's not top of mind. Interesting. <laughs> do you have to, like, hop on one foot while you're doing it? <laughs> yeah. Guys, which one's the shift key? Oh, I see. <laughs> it's next to the any key. I never push that button. <laughs> you never work in caps? You're never, oh, my God. You never... No. <laughs> no. If I do that, case. people think I'm yelling at them. I know. We can put anyway, a link up I there, Gary. Your, Gary, your, uh, TIC telephone number. Yeah, and I kept getting an emergency uh, helpline. Oh, that's a different number. <laughs> I know. Uh, we'll put a link up there, Gary, for how to get into safe mode on Windows yeah, 10. Yeah, thanks a lot. After I buy my new computer, <laughs> keep your kid, keep your nephew off your machine. That's the best I'm advice. Chain him to the outdoors. There you go. Oh, you know why kids are all screwed up now? I mean, the politicians too. Yeah, they're watching too many of these new movies and. TV shows coming out. Oh, then, where they're, they're all predicting the end of the world. The amount of content that's out there that is just scary stuff is. Oh, it's all negative. Ugh, it is. It is crazy. There what was this riding the horse to school. What happened to Ponderosa, right, Gary? Oh my God, I still watch Bonanza. Bonanza. Oh, that's what it was. You knew what I was talking about. <laughs> Bonanza. They were on the Ponderosa, right? <laughs> the, the whole group of twelve is on the Ponderosa. You know what was kind of funny, and you bring that up. When I was, they used to say maybe ten or fifteen years ago that Looney Tunes was too violent for kids to watch. <laughs> oh, they, 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 they got rid of the Rifleman. Yeah, well, right. But now but the stuff they watch now, I mean, oh my gosh! Well, I mean, got rid of the Rifleman because he was using to have an AK forty-seven now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it'd be on Amazon. All right, we got we got to go, Gary. Okay, take care, guys. Right, you too. Bye bye. We'll be right back. This is Computer Talk. <laughs> And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We're going to be here till 11 o'clock, and we're talking about technology, of course. And uh, I don't know if you guys saw this story, but this cracked me up. I'll get to your calls in a real quick second here. But uh, in California, a police officer's Tesla, just the fact that I'm saying this, police officer's Tesla, why would a, why would a, uh, uh, you know, why would any town be able to afford Teslas that you put into your into your uh, fleet. Give me a break. Number one, but a police officer's Tesla ran out of battery power in the middle of a high speed chase in California. Guys, really? Of course they did, right? I mean, there's no chargers near the Dunkin' Donuts. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. But the point is, they hit speeds of 120 miles an hour, and the cop radio ahead that he would have to drop out of the pursuit. I'm down to six miles of battery life, he said on his Tesla. Guys, why? It's the wrong tool for the job. It's a cool car, yes. But the, you're, as a police officer, you, you can't hope your battery's charged for the next pursuit. When is the, what is he going to do with the next pursuit? I'm sorry, I got 40 minutes here, guys. I got to charge it up before I can save the next person. Really? Really? This is how you're going to run your 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 police station. That's just no, it's crazy. California, come on, you know, it's a good idea. Look at the money. There's the the the, uh, the they're saving the planet. Sorry, 
<laughs> but not me if I need help. Sorry, uh, I couldn't get to your house, Eric. Uh, our Tesla ran out of juice. Couldn't save you. Well, thanks. You're not quite the first responder. You're like the 15th responder. You know, some guy in a scooter came up faster than you did in your dead Tesla because it had no juice. That just seems so beyond stupid. I can't even tell you. I mean, come on. A battery-powered... Well, some bureaucrat made that. Thought well, it would be cool. Yeah, it's very green. and oh, That's nutty. Where are the green police when you need them? Let's go to William in Hartford. Hey, William. Uh, good morning, guys. Uh, the, the Tesla in California is an example of more money than brains. Yeah, it's crazy. But, uh, what I wanted to ask you, uh, my wife and I sit at our kitchen table, each with an iPad. Yeah. We're about uh, 40 feet as the crow flies to a, a Netgear router. Nice. Uh, which is connected to an Aris modem. Right. Uh, the hardwired PC where the ro- uh, modem and router are runs at a, in the 60s, uh, according to Ookla. Oh, for, mega, for download speeds? Same speed test on the iPad. We get anywhere from 1.5 to 10. Oh. Yeah. Is there, oh. Are there Wi-Fi extenders that would work on that? Is there another solution? Well, do I this. I tried to figure out how to run the Ethernet cable around my house, but I'd have to use a chainsaw, so that's no good. <laughs> well, William, when you go right up against that Wi-Fi, when you bring your iPad right to the, the Netgear, you said it was, right? Well, yeah. What model is it? It's probably an older uh, one. R6080 Netgear router. It's about uh, eight months old. Ooh, only eight months. Yeah. All right. How old is your iPad? Uh, three or four years. We've had these stories before from, from callers where their iPads are just poor, poorly performing on wireless. Um, if you oh. only have an eight-month-old Wi-Fi at 40 feet, it should easily cover that So what band are you connecting to, 2.4 or 5.0? 2.4. Okay. That gives you, that should give you more range, but it gives you uh, right. less bandwidth. Right, but it's not going to give them one. It's going to give them probably like 30. Right. So my then. Wife, my wife went on Ookla with her iPad this morning and she got, on separate attempts, got results anywhere from 1.5 to nine and a fraction. Okay. Choose, can you guys, do you have a five gigahertz radio in your eye? Pad, do you have a way to choose the 5 gigahertz band versus the 2.4, or do you only see the 2.4? Yeah, yeah, I can go to the 5. Yeah, go to the 5. It'll give you more bandwidth. It'll give you less range, but you're only 40 feet 40 away. 40 feet, you shouldn't have a problem. <laughs> right. So connect 5 gigahertz. That should give you the optimum wireless ability of your of your uh, connection there. And then uh, the, what uh, protocol oh, are you using? The password for Netgear. It's... You know what it is? Oh, okay. Tell me, is is there some kind of extender like you see ads for those Google things and stuff? Is, uh, you don't need an it? extender 40 feet yeah. away. And I, I don't recommend extenders anyway. I would just put in a... Okay. Mm. Yeah, 40 feet is nice and close. I mean, you're not you're not dealing with any kind of real distance. Most access points will give you about a 200-foot bubble. Right. Of some, so you should be right. fine at 40 feet. It's either... I think it's your iPad because... There's something else going on. Yeah. I mean, if you've got an eight-month-old... Neck your router. It's got all the latest technology. Your iPad yeah. may have some issues with its ability to connect wirelessly, but you're both having the same problem at that two point four. What 2. version 4. of iPad do you have? Like an i, one of the earlier ones? No, it's an Air. Okay, and it's not that old. You said only a couple of years old. No, they're probably four years old. Okay, choose and the five gigahertz range for your Wi-Fi and uh, connect that way on the five gigahertz band. 
and do a speed test again. Interestingly, that option is not coming up on the choose. Mine, choose oh. up on mine, but I, I don't know the password. All right. Well, we'll, we'll try that, and uh, we're going out to Apple to yell at them later anyway, so we'll see. We'll what? take those iPads <laughs> with us and see what happens. Yeah, you can test it there. You may be able to log into your router and, and see what the password is. Yeah. Right. No, no, we have the password. I've, okay, I've good. Got it. Yeah, if you bring your iPads to Apple and try to connect to there and see what their speed is, then you'll then you'll prove whether your iPad has the issue or or there's something back in your home giving you a problem. Right. Okay. Great, what guys. Could it be in the house. Yeah. Not in the. It'd be the router itself. It, it could have an issue for whatever reason, not delivering the bandwidth that you're supposed to be getting over the Wi-Fi. Right. Two point four gigahertz is going to give you a nice high, nice fat connection as well as five gigahertz. Much better than nine. Right. M- much better than nine. So you should. That's where you'd figure out where the problem lies. So te- okay. test it at the Apple Store. Great. Thanks so much. You got it, Bill. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. Yeah, Tesla in your police force. Well, you know, why pay, you know, uh, 50 or 60000 for a patrol car when you can pay like 100000 90, 90, 90, 90, yeah. yeah. I'm sure it was some government, you know, deal where we paid for it. <laughs> I'm sure somehow we in Connecticut have paid some portion of that Tesla vehicle for those folks in California. But that's just, I just can't believe it. Well, we're so generous here in this state. I know. We're going to be here till 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC-522-WTIC. We have two lines open for you. Everything we talked about has been posted live over at computertalkwithtab.com. It's the name of the show.com, which also works. If you go to Facebook and like us at Tab Computer Systems and Mark Zuckerberg deems the news worthy, it'll get into your news feed. And, of course, you can follow us on Twitter if you really have time for that over at Tab Computer Sys. Uh, it'll get into your news feed as well. We'll be right back. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.